Season one of the Building a Vibrant Community podcast is sponsored by a grant from Southern SARE, Sustainable Agriculture Research and Education. Welcome to the Building a Vibrant Community podcast, where we help people discover new ways to make their communities vibrant communities. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I'm James Barnes, along with my co-host, Rachel Carter. Hey, everyone. And Lauren Colby-Nichols. Hey, y'all. So, we have a new topic today, LC, but a familiar person to interview. Rachel! Rachel, we're going to interview Rachel today on the show. All right. We're going to just build you up. Here we go. You ready? Yes. Rachel has a new publication that just came out. It is about creating a farm-to-table event in your community. And Rachel, first of all, what tell us what a farm-to-table event is. Well, basically, it's a food event that you can have in your community to showcase a, a lot of things. You can use it to showcase your restaurants. You can use it to showcase some of the local crops that are grown in your area. And basically, it's a it's a some type of a dinner. It can be an event to highlight and promote your local foods. Well, I mean, so I, I've been to one. It was built around what the farm offered and with a restaurant, and they basically put on a special dinner. And I mean, is that is that kind of the typical model? Yes, a lot. Of, a lot of times, you'll have a particular caterer, or maybe multiple restaurants will provide the foods, and the the key concept is providing dishes that were grown locally. You know, that local farmers produce. And I'm assuming that some of these can be. Uh, organic base. It could be organic, you know, it could be a real focus on that. So I, I guess that, that really dictates who's going to be involved as well, right? Yes, it totally um, revolves around who who are you wanting to attend the event and what are you trying to accomplish with the event? Is it something that you are trying to promote a certain cause or are you trying to promote a specialty crop or are you simply trying to promote the talents of your local chefs or build support for agriculture? Well, now you say in the publication, there's one point I really want to uh, dig into here. You say that uh, people in today's society are a little bit removed from agriculture. What do you mean by that? Well, I mean that there's not exactly as much of an understanding of how agriculture works and where our food comes from as, as there used to be. And it used to be very, very commonplace. I know even when I was a child, farming and agriculture was very important to our family. And then being a, a farm business owner myself, I was have been very surprised when people who are from a rural area come come to the farm and and I do have to tell them things that I wouldn't think I would have to tell them. For example, I had a had a group coming to to tour and see the horses and and all the children managed to immediately run behind all the horses and scared me to death because I didn't think to do that first safety 101 run through with these kids saying these are horses you don't need to run up behind horses because I, of course, knew that, and I would expect that other children from a rural area would know that, but that's not necessarily the case today. So you have to think, hey, not everybody grew up the same way that I did, and so that's we're, we're a little bit more removed from the farm. So you mean to tell me that our food just doesn't magically appear at the grocery store? Wait, it doesn't? Not exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, being aware of that, I mean, certainly when you go to create a farm-to-table event, it seems like um, that creating this kind of an event can do a lot of things. So talk about what all is going to be accomplished by having this event in your community, and then we're going to talk about how you do it. Well, there's a lot of things that creating a farm-to-table event can do. 
Um, first off, it can help you promote local farms and, and local agriculture. It's a great way to get the community out and even people from outside your community together to, to see what those local farms are all about and what they do best. Um, it can do things like support a cause. Um, farm to table events are great for raising money for causes in the community. They can do things like provide agricultural education. Uh, you can provide recipe cards and things like that along with the dishes so people can understand what types of uh, farm crops were put into different dishes. Uh, and you can definitely uh, showcase local chefs. A, a lot of food events in the state that are extremely successful um, incorporate their local chefs into those events and give them a, a chance to showcase um, what they can do with their talents. And um, they can also show appreciation um, for farmers. And um, one of my co-authors on this publication, Laura Jane Jakaya, um, she puts on a, a rice event, a rice dinner in the Delta. And the purpose of that event is to show appreciation for all the farmers in that region for the hard work that they do um, to provide food for um, for our families. Um, and it's another thing that you can do to build your community, get people together that might ne not necessarily work together. And, of course, it can promote um economic development because hey it's good to get people out spending money and supporting your local businesses and farmers yeah it seems like i'm a i'm a list guy i like to have a checklist and it seems like if you were to try to do this on your own this would be really a big even maybe feel a little overwhelming but i know in the publication you've got a checklist for people to go through and use so if you're just trying to get started in doing this You've got kind of a system to do that. Can you tell us about that? Yes, absolutely. I'll run through the, the steps of, of planning, planning a farm-to-table event. And it's very similar to planning other types of events. But one thing that is not necessarily on the list is that you've got to build a team. As you said, it can be overwhelming if it's just you putting on an event. So you definitely want to have a, a team of people helping and, and every um, – all the co-authors on that publication talk about that as well. Um, but first, you're going to have to come up with an event concept. What is your event about? So it's a theme, right? It's a theme. Whether it's organic or if it's fresh vegetables or whatever it is, got to have a theme. Yes, you got to have a theme. Any type of an event, if it's going to be it's something to draw in tourists or draw in people to a business, it's got to have some kind of authentic concept, something that fits with your community and your farming community. Okay, what else? You've got you to get the concept right. We got that. Now... We've got a team. Um, you talk about event management. What do you mean by that? Event management is all about how are you going to make this event work? What time of year are you going to have this event? Um, how are you going to staff the event? Who's going to help you market the event? You've got to have a plan of action of how the logistics of that event are going to flow. Where is everybody going to park? Where are they going to sit? Where are they going to eat? Things like that. So you you also mentioned that location is a big deal. I, c I can imagine that if you have it um, on farm as compared to at a restaurant that this list would look very different. Yes, and it's all got to flow into that event concept and the theme. What are you trying to showcase? If it's an on-farm event, um, how are you going to accommodate for weather? In Mississippi, it gets a little hot in August. So yeah. we have to think about, are we going to do this in August? And also, it gets it's a little rainy in February. So True. if you're going to do an event on-farm or outdoors, we're going to have to figure out ways to accommodate for the weather and plan for that. And then if you're going to do it indoors, you've got to figure out how many people you can fit in that building safely. And is this going to be a sit-down dinner or is it going to be something that's more of a flow, flowing type event where the crowd flows in and out? So give, give consideration to those things. Yeah. And so the other thing that you mentioned here is food safety is on the checklist. Um, 
I know, it, extremely important. Um, what do people do on that category, that checklist? Yes, food safety can get extremely complicated, but it's something you've got to pay attention to. But things to things to think about is potentially working with a professional caterer that, that is licensed in that, uh, and then also working with your Department of Health so that you know what all your guidelines are. And then, of course, we have uh, food safety specialists with Mississippi State Extension that can refer you to the, to the appropriate guidelines as well. Um, but Definitely having a food safety plan is something that you've got to have with these types of events. Serve safe. We're being subliminal back here talking about extension <laughs> programs. <laughs> Go ahead, Elsie. Tell us more about that. Um, oh, no. Extension is just one of those serve safe. That's one of our uh, one of our many talents that we can help. Well, it's food safety is a huge thing because um, we don't want people to uh, get sick or anything like that. So it's a, it's a big deal. It's really important. The next thing you check on the, or you have on the checklist is farm products. Now I'm, I'm just, I guess it's just going to follow from the theme, right? Yes. Well, and also that theme may, you may want to surround that theme with what farm products you have available. You know, if you're you in a community that grows a lot of sweet potatoes, then that may want to be part of your theme and how you flow that into the um, into the event and those farm products when when are they going to be available what time of year are you having this event and then that also flows into the the whole food safety process so that's why we definitely encourage you to work with with a chef or a caterer or even a professional event um, manager so if you were to just you know pull together the team really quickly key people that should be on your team that you should write down who would those people be real quick well, of course, it's going to be your local farmers in the area, um, your extension agent, of course. Then you're going to need to reach out to any um, economic development, chamber of commerce type groups in, in your community. You're going to want to reach out to your Department of Health. You're going to want to reach out to um, public service organizations, uh, groups that, that like to, that may, you may, as I mentioned before, with the event concept, you may have a cause. So there may be a volunteer organization that would get behind your event and help you with the logistics in exchange for you helping support their cause. And the final thing on the checklist, I believe, Elsie. Yeah, I wanted to ask about um, how you market the event. So you've got your theme, your team, you've scheduled it, you've got a plan of action in place. How would you go about getting the word out? Well, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to have to think about who should attend this event. Is this event going to be something that's broadcast to the entire community? Or is it going to be a very uh, strategic group? For example, we go, go back to the example of, of a cause. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's a certain cause that your event is supporting, then you're definitely going to going to want members or people who support that same cause to be invited uh, to the event. And there's many, many different ways to market something like this um, and also selling tickets. Uh, it's, a, it's a great idea to pre-sell tickets and pre-market those for these types of events, but um, definitely work with whatever groups that are on your team to help you create a marketing plan, and uh, you, you can only do that once you've identified who you want to come. And it seems like those, like if it's a restaurant, you know, they're going to be able to take over and do quite a bit of the marketing, too, if it's going to be hosted there. It's at the farm. That's going to be, you know, where you probably have a lot more localized marketing of the efforts as well. So it's going to be a combination of your team. That's right. It's going to be a combo. Of it. Yes, absolutely. If you're working with your local chamber of commerce, sometimes they are excellent marketers. So definitely reaching out to them is a, is a great idea. And uh, anybody else in the community that has a group that would be supportive of your effort. Well, the local foods system movement, if you want to call it that, has, has been a big deal for several years now. There's over 8,000 farmers markets in the U.S. Did you guys know that? There's a, that's a ton of farmers markets. I did not know that. So it's increasingly more 
common to see these kinds of events in communities as well at the same time. So we have things like food hubs and farmers markets and, you know, the, the demand for more uh, for fresh food and, and just healthier food in general. So all of this is a part of what we would expect to see in a community when they do a farm-to-table event. And the publication is out. It's at Mississippi State University's Extension website. Uh, Dr. Rachel Carter is uh, one of the authors on that. She's a lead author. Creating a farm-to-table event. Get it. Download it. There's a checklist for you. Walks you through all the ways you go about doing this. You'll know who to put on your team to be successful in your community. And guess what? If you're not sure, they can always. you can always call Rachel Carter. Is that right? Yes. How do people reach you? What's the best way? Uh, definitely going to the Mississippi State University Extension website, and I can be found in the Center for Government and Community Development. And that's where you go, folks. Rachel, thanks for being with us. Elsie, good to see you again. Always good to be in the booth with every you guys. This is a lot of fun. We always have a lot of fun doing this, so I appreciate it. Thanks to you both. Thanks. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Building a Vibrant Community podcast, where we help people discover new ways to make their communities vibrant communities.